set me on fire and throw me off a cliff or some shit. I don't know. In the name of Joshua Graham, man. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing, you know, I cannot complain. I cannot complain. How about you? You know what? I'm not doing too bad. <laughs> All right, bet, bet. <sighs> it's been a it's bit. Just, What's going on? Nah, nothing too much, man. It's just, you know, as of recent, you know, seeing the similarities between South Park and real life is just getting to me. <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about that. We cannot, we cannot disclose about what the. No, we we cannot. <laughs> Gotta look out for the homies, man. <laughs> yeah, right. dude. I'm realizing more and more, and we just talked to your dad about this, but people are gonna be dicks no matter how technology has evolved. Whether it's skimming you from pizza money or being passive aggressive with missing an exit for Uber, it doesn't change. Nah, nah. Or when they feel the need to walk you, like walk you through your shit, like walking you yeah. through, like how to get to their house, they feel that's it's oh, that's like a dick. navigator's fee. Yeah, seriously, charge extra. Like that's just being a dick, you know. Like, oh, you don't yeah. even give them a chance. Oh yeah, and I've realized, and kind of on that, I've realized more and more, and I think we've we've talked about this where you like going out of your way to be a dick. It is so much more. There's so much more um, energy that be that gets put into being a dick. Now, granted, sometimes it is warranted, but like with everyday stuff. I have a story. <laughs> oh, please do tell, Aaron. This was the story I was thinking about. <laughs> right. So this past week, you know, loaded myself up with some jobs and working at this uh, old lady's house on Edinburgh Forest. And um, milk material. No. <laughs> more like Crip Keeper. <laughs> but uh, hunchback and Notre Dame vibes. <laughs> yeah, nice as can be, kinda. But um, uh. so I was just mulching right, and um, there was this guy who kept on riding by on his bike, right? Mm-hmm. And every time he would ride by, he'd do some rude ass comment, and just being a dickwad, really? right? And he, I was up there once, and he was like, I was just walking, putting some back. And he was like, heads up, buttercup. Oh, he's just being, he's a, just being he, a dick. Like, he, what a fucking dickweed. You know, oh, I was dude. like, you're a jerk, bro. You know, and so that wasn't the only time, though, because then, like, I was walking by and he's like, I was, I don't even know what I was doing, but he was like, that's not smart at all. You're stupid. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Jesus. Who talks Christ. like that to people? You, who, what a dick. It's like, you have nothing better to do than to ride around and be a dick to everybody. <laughs> right? After his second wife left him, he was yeah. never the same. It doesn't end there, though. Because oh. I was pulling out. I just finished. I'm like, I'm done. I'm going home. I saw this. That's what she said, an, man. Oh, yeah. So there's an intersection, right? Uh-huh. So I'm pulling out. Who do I see? <laughs> but our boy. The dude right? on the bike. Same blue jersey. I'm out. <laughs> I'm totally outing this guy. He's being a dick. He deserves it. So I, I go and turn the corner, right? I'm just looking at him. And he's like... Cut that corner a little close, didn't you, bud? I was like, you fucking dick. So I, it's I, like literally, mind your, it's I like turned mind around. I was going down the hill. I turned around. I was looking at him. And I was just like, man, fuck you. Uh, I said it. I was like, man, fuck you. And I gave the figure. I was like, fuck you, dick. Oh, yeah. What a fucking dickwad. Like, Jesus. Oh, I got a story for that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe not people being dicks, but just... If you're a dick, you're kind of... Be, you're being stupid. Yeah. The amount of stupid people in Charlottesville is jarring. Oh, 
I was <laughs> so this was the basketball game at UVA like a week ago, right? Saturday, everyone's parked up at Barracks Road, so it's a pain in the ass to find a spot to just go and sit at. I'm already like kind of pissed off. And I'm going in, I'm doing my thing. I pick up an order from Chipotle and, you know, I go out of that intersection that goes past Chick-fil-A and cross, I'll say this crosswalks exist for a reason. I think it's a, just the guy who came up with that was, well, maybe not a genius. Cause I think it's just kind of common sense, but they're there for a reason. And still, people feel the need to run across medians and, you know, streets where the speed limit is like 40 miles an hour, like they're tweakers going to get their next high. <laughs> yeah, dude. And that's the thing. What's really jarring about this is that it is just, it's normal UVA kids and their parents. So think of like the khakis, the polo. The sunglasses behind the, you know, yeah. backwards like a douche. Yeah, yeah. You know, with, you know, mom, the trophy wife, and dad, the, you know, <laughs> the basketball. investment banker. Yeah, and then like the, uh, you know, and then like the fraternity dad that like never really gave it up. And, you know, so they're all crossing that. And I was turning, you know, to go left up 29. And what do you know? It's these fucking people like... When they see me turning, that's when they start walking. Bruh. And they don't see me. And then I I hit the brakes. I honk my horn. And then I just start... I, I roll down my window and I start screaming at them like, <laughs> You fucking idiots. Fuck you. You're trying to get me to catch a fucking case. I'm broke as shit. Fuck you. And I remember and the guy's just flipping me off. And I, I remember I held the bird out the window for like a solid like third of a mile while I was going down the road because oh I was that God. petty man. <laughs> but I mean which may go against what I just said about going out of your way to be a dick but again it is sometimes justified occasionally it is yeah no you're right uh, people people suck Look, people people, people hardcore suck, suck. <laughs> there's a few good motherfuckers out there but most people, <laughs> most suck. people suck I mean and that's the thing and, and, that's, and it's kind of funny because it's where I make most of my money but going around UVA, they feel the need to wear all black and not use the like blinkers for the yeah. And it's like they're already not gonna look, but they could at least be decent and give you a heads up. Yeah, or you know, and this okay. And I actually saw this in Chipotle today. This drives me crazy, and I, I will actively judge you if you do this. <laughs> but if you are in a restaurant, you know, if you're just by yourself watching like a video, like you have your phone out, and you're doing your thing. Fine. You're minding your business. Who the fuck am I to say? Like, I do that shit every once in a while. Whatever. But when I see someone that can't even divert their attention for a second to get up and throw their trash away while having their phone literally oh, not even yeah, six that's... inches away from their face, oh it infuriates me. It just pisses me off because it that is that is the start of the decline of society, if you ask me. Amen, dude. Because if you can't yeah. even look up from your phone, you're never going to see what's around you. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like Darwin's Law should just... I think... That's I why think, I'm a big believer yeah. in Darwin's Law because oh, yeah. the stupid die and mm -hmm. the smart ones live. I mean, do you want to know, like, I've been doing this lately. I've been just throwing my phone across the room. Oh, I catch yeah. My, so I've been on this whole journey uh -huh. of just like, you know... 
finding little things I can improve in my life to make my life great. Mm-hmm. And it's been pretty successful. I've actually I finished my first journal, thick ass. Oh, nice. You know, like that. And I, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where there's a few pages left. I'm going to do like a reflection. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read back my entire journal and then reflect on all that. And because mm-hmm. I've learned a lot, mm-hmm. just I've learned a lot from, I've from November till now, do, just doing it consistently. Mm-hmm. There is so much that you can get out of it. It's absurd. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm going to read back through it and then you know churn that in the butter maker and see what comes out. And, and just kind of a one last overview, like, wow, this has been nuts. Because I've gone from kind of a bad place to a really good place, I think, yeah. in that time. Mm-hmm. But with the phone, my one of my goals this year, besides doing 50 push-ups every day, mm-hmm. is putting down my phone and disconnecting from technology. Mm-hmm. And I journal about this like yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it's been incredible because I'll, I was just originally, like in January, I was like, I would... I would be on my phone and I'm like, I got to consciously, I got to just put it out, just put it out. Right? Mm-hmm. And then I would start catching myself on it and mm-hmm. catching myself, like starting to lose control of my time. And I would recognize it and then I'd throw it across the room You're like, and I would, eat. <laughs> I would eat that bitch across the room and I would just, I would leave it there for like half an hour or an hour mm-hmm. um, until I got up to do whatever. And then I started just leaving it in places around the house, like leaving it in my room, leaving it on the kitchen table, mm-hmm. leaving it. You know, in my car when I work, leaving it in my backpack when I'm at school. Granted, that's hard because it's boring as shit. But it's a str- just, just grit your teeth and struggle. Oh, every day. <laughs> but we're so did that right, and then, and and it's it's been it's been there. It's so been... I'm 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 trying to be like a boomer with technology, where I only use it when absolutely necessary, and I'm and I forget about it like most of the time. Yeah, and you're just kind of doing your like, thing. Like, and I force myself. Like, I'm off the dating apps for good <laughs> as of, like, from January. So I was like, you know, this is giving me nothing but, you know, because these aren't even the women I want on and, here. And it's so pointless. Yeah. And we've talked about this before, oh, but dating yeah. apps are so pointless. Mm-hmm. And when Never you... Because most of the time, you're just going to get a hey. Yeah. And yeah. it's... Where do I go from there and work off of that? Mm-hmm. And it's quite frankly depressing. It seriously is. Because there's no creativity in, in it all. It's yeah. either you put in so little but have the highest expectations mm-hmm. of what you're going to get out of it. Or you expect us to pick up the slack because you just don't have enough personality yeah, to keep it, it interesting. And it's seriously like the kind of women who are on there are not the ones I'm even interested in. Mm-hmm. And certainly not the ones who I could even get a relationship with. It's like, I'm, I'm even going to like, why am I going to waste my time? Plus, it's like, if you have it available, it's like, you're going to want to use it. Yeah. Know? And it's like. I'd rather, yes, sometimes it's a little more, it's lonely sometimes, yes. Mm -hmm. But I can also be like, it kind of forces me to go out more. Mm -hmm. And like the other night when we were at that bar. Oh, boiling, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, and and you were like, are you going to talk to her? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Because I was like, what do I have to lose? A, and then B, it's like, I think that if you just, you know, get rid of all that, then you... I mean, you kind of force yourself to go out and present yourself more. And I think that's a good, mm-hmm. healthy thing. Yeah, and you go out yeah. and you actually mm-hmm. act like a member of society and you are social. <laughs> Fancy and, that, right? Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's a it's a weird thing at first, but then you realize this yeah. is so much better. It's so much better. And it's like, 
I like I it's it's great because it's quiet. Mm-hmm. Like my phone is so quiet. <laughs> I forget. I mean, I just set it down. I leave it. You know, no news is good news, mm-hmm. and it is calming. It's peaceful. Yeah. You know, clean out the Instagram every month or so, <laughs> and just like spring cleaning, spring cleaning, and just just chill with it. Like just mm-hmm. let it all go away. Just let it drift like the river, man. Always. Like mighty Mississippi. Oh, yeah. <sighs> That's inspiring, man. Thanks, I mean, man. Yeah. I've been, I think with, you know, going into like the whole self-reflection thing, I mean, you know, I've been trying to limit technology because I've been doing something similar where if I have, like whenever I watch TV, right? I always get into the bad habit of also being on my phone. Yeah. And you don't need mm-hmm. two, you don't need, you don't need two outlets yeah. of... I have a show on and then I'm scrolling through Instagram. It's pointless. Like Yeah, it's like either pay attention to one or two. Yeah, it's like thirty years ago they just had one or the other. There was yeah. no, you know. Yeah. You didn't do that kind of bullshit. Uh-huh. And I think going forward with that, you know, and trying to just become I guess more of a person and not just an extension of the <laughs> of iPhone. Technology, yeah. You oh know, which God. I think is could be a route that humanity goes down, which is unfortunate. Definitely. But, you know, getting out and talking to people and really getting to, like, experience shit, it's fun. Yeah, it's it's what life is. You know, and and especially, you know, going back to, like, you know, when we go to Boylan, the benefit of going there, there's a lot of benefits, but it's also just, I'm around people. Yeah. And it's good food. Mm -hmm. And it's just chill. It's chill. Yeah. You know, there's no, you know, and and I've garnered an appreciation and this is what a lot of people that don't, that are just kind of social pariahs and don't actually do anything that are like, Oh, you're an alcoholic. If you go to the bar every Friday night, no, that's how I get my social interactions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and just because I like to eat good food and drink a little doesn't make me one thing or the other no and 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 that's the weird thing about that i see on social media and i actually saw there's this whiskey page i follow that made a pretty good point of this where people like when you you know tell people about your life or you tell people what you're doing and it's just people on the internet they themselves feel the authority to be like a all-around expert on life and what you should be doing and instead of just looking into themselves it's true there's and and there's so many like self-help gurus out there now it's absurd Uh like it's a whole it's a whole industry yeah no it is like the self-help industry and like you saw you just sell people a book and it's like here you go and they have the same no refunds like you gotta it's gotta come with from within because nobody's got the answer you have the answers mm-hmm. like, ain't nobody look, else got them look within yourself yeah do you think they're the modern day snake oil salesmen that's a good question i think they might be some of them are some of them definitely <laughs> the guy that you know who is though the guys who try to like sell you on real estate try to sell you their book on real estate and or on like making mo- a lot of money or whatever, and then the book never comes. <laughs> never, <laughs> it's yeah. like, dude, that's a scam. That, my friend, is a scam. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think those people are definitely the modern day snake oil, snake oil salesmen. Salesmen like, are sleazy bras, dude. I mean, I could never get into that. Oh, going door to door, I. 
If you had to be a door-to-door -door salesman, what would you want to sell? Surfboards. Like... How lucrative do you think that would have been? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not it's at like, all. It's like, oh, I got a couple models in the van that I can... Yeah, you, know. <laughs> you want to see some cool boards, man? <laughs> and you're selling it out in, like, Iowa or something? Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? Nobody, I mean... Well, if you were a salesman, what would you sell? Life insurance? <laughs> or... Like some sort of pyramid scam. Yeah. That's, that's like bad. something like that. Something to make yeah. me money. Dude, the guy... I'm already sleazy, so like I, yeah, I know I'm... Like the guy who... A guy... Um, who was like super rich or whatever. He was like, yeah, the best thing you can do is join a pyramid scam. <laughs> and he's like, here's one. It's mine. You should join it. <laughs> no shame. His, his point is point exactly. No shame. Like, <laughs> well, that's the thing with, with business. Those guys know what they're doing. They, nine times out of 10, if you were to get them just one-on-one, -on -one, they're like, do you see yourself as a scammer? And they know that they're a scammer. They'll be like, yeah. 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 And that's like, but I'm making money no, and they're but stupid. I'm, I'm doing good good for people. It's like, <laughs> yeah, buddy, all right. It's like, all right, bud. Sure. Yeah. That's like my stepmom was a part of a pyramid scheme. Really? Wait, now? Not now, but she doesn't really work with them anymore. But it was this thing called a SIA. And it uses this molecule-based technology that basically reinvigorates your body. But it's kind of hokey bullshit because it's not approved by the fda oh and they can just kind of say whatever they want and at the end of the day it tastes like pool water so <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like actual fucking chlorine <laughs> which and i remember going to those meetings too and those like conferences and they were some of the most just bland ass bread and butter people that no spice. <laughs> These people, when they go to a barbecue, they just cook the meat. They don't season it. They don't do anything. Oh, no. like, you can just tell what these people run. Oh, God. They were... Uh, and even I, like, 13, 14 years old, who didn't know anything about anything, was like, yeah, this kind of seems like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, I don't know if that says more about me or the company, but... Yeah. So, like, they just... They basically sold unapproved snake oil effectively that would supposedly make your body like better or whatever it uses um i don't remember what the cell is called but it uses cells that like for instance like when you get injured like stem cells not stem cells it's it's not quite stem cells but it's the it, it has something to do with your cells and you it gives you more of those repair cells okay and then it sends it to your body and then it heals up mm. quicker apparently i've never really seen it i've i mean it's hard to prove that it is hard to prove and then the people that post the pictures of like oh i got better in a week or i got better in a month more times than not they were on like other medication and they Probably. were on other stuff yeah. like it and, and their whole selling point is that a sea is like the end all be all. Oh, okay. So it kind of has that cult mentality almost. Is this company still in business? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a very, very well known company. All right. 
doing the research, breaking out the phone. Supplements, yes. But it. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, and if you look into it, it uh, it doesn't. WebMD says some things. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. So derived from berries, the. Oh yeah, the acai berries. Those yeah, I know. I mean, they have hella antioxidants, and they're they prevent thought to prevent like protect cells from damage. So that might be. Might be a fruit. So, so this is actually a fruit that grows in the jungle. And this okay. is a real, like, known to have a lot of good benefits. And, like... It's not. Yeah, White Girl Summer comes around and you see a crowd of them around an acai bowl stand or whatever. I think there... Isn't there a restaurant named after that? I think in, so. In it's town? gotta be. Because that... On the corner, store. right next to Boylan Heights, like, Acido... Oh, that's the chicken place. Uh, asado that's asado chicken oh. which that looks like a cool place expense ten dollars for a fucking quesadilla yeah no fuck what you that. doing come on now fuck that come yeah. on now which okay maybe it's not as hokey bullshit but it but again yeah. it claims to be the end-all be-all yeah, it's, it's like just... i mean so but natural like natural supplements and natural things honestly they do better than pharmaceutical pharma- so i was looking at, i just stumbled upon this youtube video the other day Mm-hmm. And I caught my caught myself being on it too much. I was about throwing my laptop, but <laughs> throw it like a frisbee. Yeah, but um, apparently, so this guy right, he had like crippling depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And this was a point I wanted to circle back to mm-hmm. was that turns out it was overstimulation. And if you do that, your brain has like zero dopamine, so everything is mundane. This is true mm-hmm. because if he was like just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And then, like, constantly, like, picking up his phone and his laptop, like, never tuning into the world, mm-hmm. right? And so, if you do that, like, it just deprives your brain of, like, dope. Same thing if you do drugs, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, which, um, it, it uses the system, uh, it replaces your dopaminergic system, and it kind of, like, it, it goes through there, and it sabotages that so that when you don't have that in your system then your body can't produce it because it was just relying on that. And that's how you become addicted to something. And that's what yeah. addiction stems from. Yeah. And it, it really becomes just a placeholder mm-hmm. for happiness and it gives yeah. a false sense of happiness. Precisely. And so what the guy did, mm-hmm. what, and he was like, you know, in bad shape. So what he did was he just, he, he, he put down the phone, he put down the computer, tuned into the real world. Like if you, you know, getting up early and whatever and doing just, just, just ex like excommunicating all the, the digitality out of your life or something. Mm-hmm. He found that he 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 became like at a constant like content mood, mm-hmm. you know, for indefinitely. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Why are boomers so happy? Like boomers were the last generation that didn't believe in mental health. <laughs> Think about it. They didn't have any of this." Well, not yeah. uh, well. Okay, not that that's Me- the only reason. Well, men- well, uh, with mental health yeah. and the boomers, it wasn't so much that they didn't have it; they just they suppressed that shit. Well, yeah, they just called it if you talked about true. it. True, and yeah. with technology, like technologically based depression, you know, and, and that's kind of the unfortunate thing about depression and mental health is that it always takes on a new form, no matter how far society will go and we can claim oh do this and that and you'll be good in a year like 
well, like there's always going there's to be an evolution of it, yeah. whether it's war or technology or societal pressures. And, you know, they, they didn't, they, with boomers and that is admirable is that they didn't have this, this issue with in technology where, you know, like, you know, back when it was called like a TV set, like you didn't have addiction to TV. Yeah. Computers were an entire room. You know, yeah, they exactly. didn't. You didn't have them like sitting up there till three in the morning, you know, going through the rabbit holes of fucking Reddit. Which <laughs> yeah, Reddit. Imagine if our like the boomers had Reddit. That'd be <laughs> that'd be funny. That'd Conspir- be JFK conspiracy <laughs> happening, bro. Like yeah, as it's yeah. happening, like oh, That's, I was the, yeah. like I worked with Lee Harvey Oswald, give me my fame or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I've actually I've seen that before too on Reddit, <laughs> where some dude claimed to be the. Have you heard about this? No. So there's there's a conspiracy. Um, <laughs> We're going down this road. Hey You're man. Flagged. <laughs> yeah, the we'll end up you know falling down some stairs when. Yeah. You know. Um, it's just like hap- what happened to that guy. Um, remember the video I showed you where he um, he told you, oh, it's illegal to show you where, you know, if you get on top of that building and then it shows you where the president's yeah. bedroom is. Yeah. Um, same thing will happen died. to us. Yeah. But apparently with the JFK assassination, there's a conspiracy that there was actually two guys and it wasn't just Lee Harvey Oswald. And there's been a bunch of people that have on the internet said, oh, I did this, this, and this, and I supported it, and I was, I talked with Lee Harvey Oswald, and it was, it was all based on the stuff that you couldn't prove, where it was like, oh, Lee Harvey Oswald was actually a nice guy, and just misunderstood, and, you know, or, and then they would only reveal details that was publicly known, where anyone could know that information of, oh, I was supposed to be here, but then the you know like getting up there and you know i i couldn't get up there so only rv oswald could get up there whatever and it was it's so full of shit but the fact that people are willing to go down that route of oh i killed jfk is just it it shows a lack of not having go anything going on in your life if you ask true and it's like you know couldn't Find something to do. Well, find something to do, yeah. and why do you want to be associated with murder? It's, it's. I think it's a. They want to be a part of something big, mm-hmm. and they don't know where to draw the line between morality. I guess. I and morality to some people can be very, very, very gray, and morality is gray for most of the time. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in instances like these, where you're talking about a guy who got killed for a president a president yeah who his family had to go through that tragedy yeah fucking wife and kids and stuff i mean you're looking at you're looking at some serious you know shit there buddy oh yeah i mean if you look at there's a picture of um lyndon b johnson getting sworn in on air force one and you just see jackie standing next to him and he's like you can still see the blood from her from john It's it's and I I don't get how and people more than likely have seen that picture. I don't get how you can look at that picture and think, oh, I wish I was associated with that and Seriously. killing that guy. Well, because I mean, maybe they just want to be part of something big, something big. But I mean, it just but doesn't. It doesn't add up. It's like the the psychology of it just is oh, stupid. Stupid people, man. Yeah. It's like. 
the incels of the world just need to get a life. You know? That's, I mean, that's always a story. You know, I saw this one video on Instagram, and this guy was talking about how it's like just, it was a guy in court, it was a judge, and he was talking about, you know, like what you should be doing right in your life, and he's like, just eat a moon pie, take a nap, and then just and stop killing, people. stop killing people. You should have told me that last one first. <laughs> I feel like, even though it's kind of a, I mean, it's too, a little too simplistic, but it's not bad advice. Seriously, not. It's bad like. Advice. Just take a little time for yourself and chill out, and then you realize, yeah. oh, I don't want to kill people. I just haven't slept in three days. Seriously, like, sleep deprivation, I'm sure, has played parts in a lot of... Dude, apparently, like, sleep... Okay, so if you don't get enough sleep, apparently, mm. like, it lowers your tea a bunch. Mm. And, like, like drink, like heavily drinking and shit, like, that does it, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, dude, I mean, sleep is, like... Apparently, it is crucial. Like, oh, it is crucial. Hella crucial. Like, I heard on, I was listening to Rogan one time, and he had a guy on talking about with, you know, how how many hours should a night should a person be sleeping? And, of course, the general consensus is eight hours a night. And they went into the people that said, like, you ever meet those guys that are like, oh, I can go five hours, oh, four hours. Yeah, they're all I frat can, boys. <laughs> you know, I can function or whatever. Yeah. Or like the workaholics that oh, don't have a life outside mm-hmm. of the cubicle that they've confined themselves to. themselves to. You know, yeah. I mean, and they, he outwardly said, and this is scientifically proven, that you cannot function to your full abilities unless you get eight hours of sleep. Yeah. And anyone that says otherwise is full of shit. Yeah. That dog. Awesome. That dog. What that dog doing? <laughs> what the dog doing? What the dog doing? Not but a dog. Um, but and I had a I had a friend. Well, not really a friend, but a guy I knew in. Um, damn, I can't get this right. Um, in college, and he told us about how his mom, who works for some company, and it's just it's really really rigorous, and she's always busy. She once told him that anyone who sleeps more than four hours a night is weak. The fuck? <laughs> do you do you, know, do you know who I'm talking? Do, do you, I can you, guess. You, I can guess who you're talking about. Your first guess is probably right. And I'm not going to say his name on here, but you know who I'm talking about. And then, so then that, with that mindset and then the lack of sleep, from what I've told you and then what I've experienced, it's family. real. Mm-hmm. Some <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, no, that's bullshit. Like, oh, it's it's total bullshit. Yeah, and the fact that you feed your kids that bullshit, it's gonna kill. Them. Probably how he turned out the way he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, I hate it when people try to argue with science. Seriously, where they were something that a hundred scientists in that come together in a published journal and they say. This is how it is. It's been scientifically proven. Don't try to defute this because you can't. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's so stupid. It's so dumb. Flat earthers, like, y'all, <sighs> y'all made a comeback in the last 10 years for why. For so why. Because the media finds it, because the media needs entertainment. Mm-hmm. I've resigned myself to just not watch the news anymore. <laughs> I've also I've turned off the news mostly 
And I, I do so in the morning, like, I think micro routines are hella important. Mm-hmm. But instead of, like, just scrolling through Instagram or, like, doing... Because there's nothing interesting on my phone anymore, which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. But what I've done is I, I start looking at the news. I, I'm reading the newspaper. I read, like, two articles in the Time magazine yesterday morning. Oh, no. Nice. Like, what? I was like, you so much. I was like, this is so much better. (laughs) What kind of fifties bullshit is this, (laughs) dude? I was reading the paper. I was reading Time magazine. Like, whoa! It changed my world. You know, I'm looking at the. um, I look. I do look at Apple News, which it is. It is cool, and I read articles on that too. Like, Mm. I found some really good ones and interesting ones about like travel and about like COVID and people, and it's like that. Like. I like to read the news. Mm-hmm. You know, it's better than watching some talking head. You can smell the bias in them, though. You can smell the bias. You know, with Apple News, with any news. Oh, it's newspaper. so obvious though. It is. Like I was reading an article in Time Magazine yesterday, and I could just smell the bias. And I was like, "Y'all are." Mm-mm. What's the? What was the article about? It was about. It was about like. Um, it's about. It, it, it was about education on, um, it was about some race thing. It was like mm-hmm. education and how to be like quote unquote anti-racist. And in order to be that, you have to perpetually and always be super extra conscious of race at all times. And you <laughs> have to recognize like everything. And it's like, and all the time and you have to, yes. Okay. There's a difference between being sensitive about something and then making that the only thing you focus on. I think, well, yeah, because I don't want to be thinking about the Holocaust when I'm taking a shit. No, I don't want to be talk. I don't want to be thinking about slavery when I'm talking to my black friend. Like, yeah, exactly. Like that's just my friend. <laughs> that like, kind of makes you racist in a way. It, if you it really think about does. It. If you think about it all the time, it's like because you know, like our black friends, like we just hang out. We're just friends. Like I don't see them as you know. Oh, this is my black friend. It's, this is my friend, dude. Yeah, it's just a person. My friend. This yeah, is, like, we enjoy hanging buddy. out. Like yeah. we're, we're good, we're tight. Like what's what's the we're not, you know, we're not calling each other the n word and colonizer all the time. Like, no, it's it's not. Like, he's just my buddy. Like what you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like people need to take a page out of that book. I feel like realize. it's pretty based. I mean, it's, just see people as people. Yeah, how about which, try that? <laughs> which for thousands of years, that's how we saw each other and there were societies like greece and egypt egypt they would they were some of the most diverse empires Mm -hmm. of their time they were also like hella they were low-key racist for like others and they were like oh yeah no they were absolutely racist they were were brutal in in a lot of ways oh they absolutely were brutal not just racially but like every other way too well towards each other towards each other yeah and they were enslaved like my neighbor nah dude he's my slave now (laughs) <laughs> it's like oh i claim you mm-hmm. yeah i mean so that kind of draws the parallels that there really aren't that many differences between the ancient world and the modern world mm-hmm. it's just how we live and yeah our, our technology we're all evolved. human we're all human our human nature never yeah. really changes if you think about it what i'm interested to see though is when we go abroad this summer mm-hmm. i want to i want to i want to see just how similar we all are I think there's going to be more similarities than there are differences. I think so. That's my hunch. You know, that's my hypothesis. Yeah. That might sound a little funny, but. Yeah. But I think we've got more in common than we do apart, honestly. Yeah. You know? And said this to you before, but I think one of the parts that I'm really excited about is just talking to people. Like, I want to get an idea of, you know, 
like so like when we go out to bars and stuff if we get to talking to like someone our own age i want to hear about oh what was your high school experience like versus mine what was it like school shootings (laughs) (laughs) oi bruv all schools all shooting galleries (laughs) it's on the gun range talking about we got gun ranges in the school it is a school yeah (laughs) i want to i want to ask like an Englishman to do an American impression. Oh yeah, that because Americans do it all the time to the British. I'm curious. Oh, they definitely do. Yeah. They, they've got to. I saw a Scotsman on Instagram one time, and it was these American tourists, and they went up to him, and they're like, "Oh, do an American accent," and he was talking like Cletus that owns a trumped up 350 fucking V8 underneath. <laughs> I'm going to get my gun and go down to the creek and go hunt some creator. And it was hilarious. And it sounded like someone we, like someone that lives Damn. out in the sticks from around here. It's like scary accurate. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Dude, yeah, that's, fu- that's funny, dude. Like, uh, But yeah, but going back to like the whole human nature and doing all of that, it, yeah, we're not going to see as many differences as we may initially think. I don't think so at all. Like, I honestly think that our, that human nature prevails mm-hmm. above all other cultural and societal, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's so different. Like, you know, Americans, we think that we're the, we're the shit. Yeah. Sorry, bud. No, we're not. <laughs> nah, like, dude. Like, nah, we're, we're just... We're just a country. Yeah, I we're mean. just another country in the world. And we forget our place sometimes in that, you mm-hmm. know. And I just think that we just have a lot more in common. Yeah, and... Man, you just solved racism pretty much. Did I? <laughs> I yeah. don't have the authority on that, but like... Well, if we all just see each other as human... I mean, that's the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the way I believe. You know, that's the way I know. And it's yeah. it's actually kind of interesting because on the topic of this and like with race yeah. and just seeing people as people, you know who did a breakdown on the science of skin color? Who? Is Bill Nye. Oh, yeah. So I watched a video on his, and he actually broke down, this is, like, the sun rays Mm -hmm, and how it shines and, you know, when it releases radiation. It's going to affect people at different parts of the world. True. People at the equator are obviously going to be much different than people that are much more north or much more south. True. And that they're... And and race has been proven by science, and I feel like that should just debunk all racists. Well, because it's not a it's not a thing about skin color when it comes down to it. It's, it's class and it's societal um, workings and structure in a lot of ways that dictate. Mm-hmm. Because and, and a lot of people, I'm sure, just don't even really care. Especially our generation. I think our generations made a lot of breakthroughs as far as this. As far as being because able I've, to I feel like different. I feel like in although I, it, it it varies though because there's some folks I talk to where they're like. Like that article I read, they're like, just, you have to know your place, basically, hmm. racially. And it's like, I don't think that helps anybody. Like, nah, I don't, I think you, that, no. that just, and, 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 and it kind of dehumanizes a little bit if you think about it, because it's not about, it's not about you, the individual anymore. It's about you being grouped with and other with people another. instead of saying, oh, this is Joe. He's a legit bra, mm-hmm. you know, descended of... from Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess, and yeah, I think that's where some, but like with the, with the whole, like, you know, scientific race thing, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like 
your people mm-hmm. came from the Mediterranean. There's sun there. There's mm-hmm. heat. There's all that. That's why we look like this. And so y'all are more tanned to adapt to the sun. You yeah. Know? It's all about evolution. Yeah. And exactly. Adaptation. Yes. Which, and then that proves even the theory of evolution more. Exactly. And the people that don't believe in evolution are stupid. In this day and age, like... I, How can you not... If you're religious... There, there's a crossroads you gotta get to. Yeah. Regardless of if you're religious or not, to say, there's something to this. I mean, we're monkeys. If you look at monkeys, they don't act all that different from us, just a little more primal. And, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, Liver King's a prime example of that. <laughs> He's more monkey than human, I'm pretty sure. And <laughs> Shooting the monkey steroids, oh, pretty much. Oh, yeah. But, like, that's the thing, dude. I think we've got way more in common than we do apart in mm-hmm. this day. Well said, man. Well said. How do you think we should go about doing and solving those issues how do you think we should what systems in society do you think we should implement to say oh hmm difficult but i'll give it a shot without getting into the realm of like brainwashing because it's really easy to go down that it is really easy which has already happened it's happened a lot in our past and it's happening now too Mm -hmm. it's been weird ways of brainwashing people when it comes to race but it's been a thing that we've done we're the only country who seems to genuinely acknowledge and seem to want to reconcile and atone mm-hmm. for our past. Because if you, my buddy was telling me he was in Portugal and he was like, there's nothing about the slave trade. Yeah, nothing. And I was it's, like, it's all interesting. Liverpool, when we're there, that was a big slave port. Mm-hmm. And that was where, you know, the British would get their slaves from either going to England or off to the States. Mm-hmm. So in the triangle trade. So we, we should look around for that. There are um, probably like slave boarding yeah. houses. That also they... the Titanic was docked there. Mm-hmm. That's its launch point. So we should scope that too down by the docks. Yep. But um, besides that, like how to solve this problem. All right. Those of y'all listening, just a disclaimer, I'm working through these ideas as I speak about them. So don't take anything I say for... Don't go and start a political movement based off of this. Yeah, don't don't go starting shit because I'm working it through as I talk it through. That's the that's what a long form podcast is about. Mm-hmm. So if I say some off kilter shit, just know that I'm working it through in my head and I'm just speaking what my brain is thinking, and eventually I'll come around to a conclusion. And also remember, you tuned into this podcast knowing who we are. <laughs> you know, so if you get pissed off, that's on you. Yeah, that's on you. If you get pissed off, you're not our audience. <laughs> in group and out group right there no um we are a cult but how do you solve this how do you even reconcile it because on the one hand it's been a brutal past yes we all have a past but we all have a future absolutely if we can remember the past remember what it was but you also have generational trauma mm-hmm. like do you see that with jewish people Oh, God, I mean, going back as far as they've existed, they've been prosecuted and persecuted for all types of bullshit. Mm-hmm. All just off of their which belief is, system. Which is like, what? That's, that's fucking, come on, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to race, it's like, if you truly want to see somebody as an equal, just treat them that way. That's That's all. It's not hard. You know? Obviously, I'm not the affected people speaking Mm -hmm. so don't take it like that this Mm -hmm. is just 
I mean, how do you view it? My my perspective to a lot of people is worth nothing because of who I am, which inherently is also racist. Racist, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. If my opinion doesn't matter because of how I look, that's racist. It is. And Gen- a lot of people factual. would say, "Oh, because you're white, it doesn't matter." It's like, no, I think. If you want to strive for a truly equal society, we mm-hmm. need to give everyone peace of mind and we need to give yeah. everyone a voice and not let them be held back by mm-hmm. what you're supposedly fighting against. But also, it's not a race issue. It's a class issue. Because mm-hmm. you see two billionaires. One's black, one's white, one's you know Asian, whatever. Mm-hmm. Do they ever talk about race? Likely, no. They just see each other as just a bunch of rich dudes hanging out on the mm-hmm. jet, going somewhere fun, having a good time. Yeah, like they're whipping not. the Rari's. Like, mm-hmm. tell me, you know, I kind of feel like that issue is it. it the only thing it does is divide us. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do nothing to bring us together. If you want to bring people together, mm-hmm. how about you try to unify? How about a message of hope? How about a message of unity? Mm. instead of saying in-group, out-group. Mm-hmm. And it's like... <sighs> so, legally, to my knowledge, and I've done a little bit of research on this, there's no laws that are inherently racist or that oppress a certain class in this country we are all, under the law, supposedly equal. However... It starts at home. Mm-hmm. It starts at home. It starts with, I mean, it's been proven that like, you know, households with two parents and a good family structure, mm-hmm. kids tend to do better. Mm-hmm. And like, unfortunately for a lot of people, that's just not the case. And they, they have no not control anymore. over that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so start. it starts at home. Mm-hmm. And then it starts with what you got to instill the values. And this could go for gun violence. This could go for ratchet shit that people do. This could go for anything. This could go for any facet of life. It seriously starts at home. And then it, it with the strong family unit, there's so much. And this is where, like, I feel like a lot of conservatives come from. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, and I can identify with this. Because they're like, hey, it's about family. You know, what, mm-hmm. what kind of support do you got? What kind of... What kind of family life do you got going on? Mm-hmm. You know, because this is crucial. Mm-hmm. So it starts there. I think also, you know, it's how you... It's also the educational system. Because that, I mean, dude, if you want to talk about brainwashing, you can make kids believe whatever you want. Well, they're so young and, yeah. and impressionable. They're and so impressionable. They've got no critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. And we're in high school, dude. Nothing. And it's like, so there's that. You got to... You gotta have a truly balanced view, which who's who's dictating what is balanced. Well, and what's right and what's wrong. What's right it's all about who's wrong. in power that to, that decides that. Precisely. And I think you know to that point, and this makes this makes me think about how there's even more similarity between the right and the left. Is you know relating more so with left wing politics, is that the family unit is important. The thing where people disagree on it is the importance of like blood family. Because, That's a good point. Because That's a really good point. With yeah. what I've noticed with a lot of Republicans versus Democrats is Republicans are very, very steadfast in 
you have your family, your dad, your mom, siblings, whatever. And that's like, that's who you are. And that's no matter what, no matter, even if they, you know, push you down or they abuse you, that's your family. And that's, you're tied by blood. And I think it's kind of unfortunate that people think that family has to be who you're related to because, and as we've, and as I've gotten older, I've realized you have more control over and decide who your family is, this is true. whether or not it's blood or not. And with, you know, there's not, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having like a solid blood united family. Like that's obviously that family unit has worked for a long time, but I think the society societal pressures of making that work as opposed to exploring other options is where people go awry. And that's why, like, when our grandparents were growing up, when, to an extent, our parents, because, you know, they got the tail end of that, of, oh, this is what you need to do. You can't do anything else, or otherwise you're a failure, you're a degenerate, you're whatever. And I don't know. I think if we all just kind of came together and realized our similarities and what's important and our ways of just going about achieving that, I think we'd all just be much better off and respecting how people go about achieving that, you know, and definitely, you know, and you have like all the people that are trying to, you know, like the, you know, you've heard about the movement of like not say gay and all that. And it's like, you know, obviously that's more of a right wing manifesto of like, it's an infringement on people just trying to find a sense of happiness and a sense of family. And, you know, and granted does the left do that to a degree, degrading the nuclear family, which the nuclear family kind of has its own issues of limiting both women, children, and men, so all facets of the family. But there's issues all over with it. You can't ever find anything that doesn't... That, nothing's perfect, Nothing bottom line. Perfect, so take yeah. your poison. Exactly. You know, it's I guess it's pick your poison and yeah. stick with it. Mm-hmm. Sticking with it is important. It's like, yeah. I mean, so you got a lot of good points there. I mean, with with the blood family thing, it is you know, family is who you want to be your family. Like you're my family, bro. You are my family. Yeah. Yeah. You and Trading, like, like y'all, y'all are, are my brothers. Yeah. Like y'all are my brothers. You know. Mm-hmm. It's like, and that's and that's you know. I feel like it's a, it can it, it can certainly be a mix and it should certainly be a mix. It's a support system. It it's that's yeah, what that's bottom line. It's a support system. People need a solid support system. Mm-hmm. It's like that's what you need to succeed. Yep. You know, if you got that, God bless you. Now the problem with equality is that not everybody has. I mean, people say pull yourself up by the bootstraps. A lot of people don't even got boots. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's they like got Yeezys. Yeah, they got. <laughs> it's like. I mean, people ain't got shoes, man. Uh-huh. You know, it's like that's that's just a that's a reality too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, how do you reconcile that? Mm-hmm. Because, and and there are communities that are just back to our point that are disproportionately affected, like say like black communities and mm-hmm. you know everything. And but what people seem to miss, and this is interesting, is that Asian um, families in this country earn way more than white people on average because of the asian culture yeah well it's also it's also like or culture it, 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 it is cu- it's a lot of cultural things and they have a they have a very traditional society over there too 
so and that's the thing over in japan they have this, this is gonna juxtapose in a second they have some of the highest test scores in the world if not at one point they did where academically they were on top mm -hmm. they you could not beat them yeah and it was really really solid they had the traditional family unit this mm -hmm. and that on the other end they also have one of the highest suicide rates in the world they definitely <laughs> and do yeah mm -hmm. and, and and I, that's kind of the, like, no one's ever been able to get schooling right, I feel like. No, because a mess. Oh, my God. Because you, because if you <laughs> go into, okay, so if you take Japan, okay, yes. Are they high achieving, but they're depressed as fuck. Definitely. They, oh they see God. work as their life. That's it. Yeah. You know? And that's why, like, I've tried to make a life outside of school, and I've been good at that. And so mm -hmm. I kind of do school on the side, because if I was to focus full time on that, I would be depressed as fuck. Oh, that's... And I'd also what be broke as shit. Exactly. And then you'd be more up. depressed. Like, and then you're yeah. like, oh, You see, me. it's a spiral, dude. Uh -huh. Oh, society mm -hmm. just... But if we talk about schooling for a minute. Mm -hmm. I mean, it... Okay, besides the fact, and this is an interesting point as well, a lot of people, most people that I've run into, mm -hmm. and customer service in particular, <laughs> it feels like, and in school and everything, it feels like everybody's just going through the motions. Mm -hmm. Nobody yeah. actually cares about doing it. Nobody cares about this or that. They're just going through the motions. Yep. <laughs> it it kind of feels like we're waiting for something to happen. Just waiting for someone to hand it to us. Yeah. It's or it's like we're waiting for like World War Three. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, it's like it feels like we're just in a perpetual state of wait. Mm -hmm. You know, waiting for the next tragedy or next big. Yeah, event and it's like we're history. just going through the motions of like, oh, I'm just get up, go to work, go to school, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like I catch myself doing that with school. Like I'm gonna fuck. <laughs> like i'm just kind of going through the motions of there and i yeah. can see that but then i do my work and then i do like planning this trip and i'm doing there's purpose people lack purpose dude people mm -hmm. lack purpose and that that is the key to happiness mm -hmm. it's purpose i feel it's just yeah. doing what you need to do and what you feel is right in the world yeah and it's and and you know success and purpose to you are defined by you mm -hmm. too like, it's up to the individual seriously but that was school. Oh, I mean, you remember when we were there. Mm, yeah. What a piece of shit education. It kind of was. I mean, it. It felt so cheap because when they couldn't even get lunch right. <sighs> no, they. Well, actually, at Mason, they had a they had a buffet hall. I was talking about like public school. Oh, 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 public school. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, college is a different story, but similar. Oh, public too. school, yeah, it was so it was stupid. Shit. It was so shitty because <laughs> <laughs> shitty work. Every every time someone says, "Yeah, I, I just, know, dude." Yeah, uh, I'm becoming too much of a South Park fan. Um, <laughs> oh, that guy, but. <laughs> Keep the Mongolians out. The Mongolians. <laughs> this shitty wall and this shitty walk. This shitty, shitty. Hey, and this is a white guy doing an impression of an Asian guy, so it's not technically racist. Yeah, that's right. You can't go after it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, public school was so... So bad. It was so bad. Because you mix in people where... I feel like having a good mixture of people is important, but also establishing having a common goal of education and having them all be on that same level. But none of them were. None of, but that's the thing, because you had people that were going to become doctors that were doing shit in ninth grade yeah. for it, 
And then you had the guy that was going to live in the trailer across on his dad's property for the rest of his life. Exactly, yeah. And I feel like schools should, you know, with it, with one of the points being bringing kids together, it's to bring them together, hold people to a standard, not to do exactly the same thing that everyone else is doing, but hold them to the standard that like education should be cherished and yeah, but it important. should be good too. It shouldn't be just the, what we had to endure, which is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it was a very factory worker base. This is what you need to know, which they didn't even teach you about the essentials of life. No, like the Pythagorean theorem, or however, Who knows? however, you, everybody knows it, but nobody knows how to use it. Who, besides mathematicians, besides the essentials, how is that going to teach me to? Find an apartment, do my taxes, set a budget budget for myself. Budgeting, yeah. Budgeting, being financially independent and financial literacy are yeah. not taught. You have that one econ class that <laughs> that was some bullshit though. It's like it was t- here's a simulation. Like try this. You know, it, there was no teaching going on. There was none of that shit. It was oh man, dude. It's like um and lunch made me have diarrhea one time. Oh, dude, I threw up one time. Did <laughs> you? Time. you remember this shit? <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, we've all shit our pants over the lunch food before, but you you remember that day? I was like in red. We were in red. I yeah, I do remember. Oh, that. dude, whatever was at that lunch spot was just nasty. Oh. It was. I was instantly just threw up all all in the urinal. <laughs> in the, oh yeah, yeah, I remember. I think you told that story like two yeah. or three times, and I still laugh because I forget funny. that because I forget yeah. that you made the janitor's life that day a living hell. <laughs> I did. He was like and that guy was probably up. thinking like fuck my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But the stupid thing is, bro, like it didn't get better after we left. Like my brothers are still there, and they're like, "Man, it just got worse." I'm like, "How the fuck <laughs> could it have gotten worse?" And they're like, the yes, school kids, because like, the kids that we knew that were like fucking in yeah. elementary school go there now, oh, and they're fuck. just as bad as they yeah. were before. Seriously. Dude, if you think about it, in a kid born in 2009 is going to be going into high school this year. Hold on. No, 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 no. Yeah, 2009. No. 14 years old. No. 14 years no. old. Stop. They were like. Stop. They were like seven in 2016 when we first started high school. They were little kids. Little kids like just barely getting into elementary school. Now they're going into high school. Think about that shit. And think about like all the little kids that you have met and that you've seen. And you're like, oh, I've never can't even imagine you growing up. And then they're running around being a degenerate at fucking school. Think about that. Think about that. It's weird, right? I, I remember... Oh, dude, I was drinking beer one time and I was thinking about it and I was like, I, I just, I psyched myself out. I was like, like time, like what the fuck? Time is crazy. You can't get any, you can't get a second back, dude. Yeah. You know what else I thought? What? Fuck them kids because they're annoying as shit, man. Yeah, the yeah, TikTok they generation, dude. they can all go to hell. Well, not all of them, but the ones yeah. that are like, when I say TikTok generation, like, you know what I mean? We are the last ones who, so my, my dad said this the other day. He was like, I don't know how y'all are going to navigate the world. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're telling me, buddy. Uh, oh my God. It's not, there's nothing, nothing never was too straightforward to begin with anyway, but it's far more complicated than it's ever been. For, oh, that's exactly. just for someone like coming up like us. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we we might stand a chance to get away from technology, like people mm-hmm. like us who are actively trying to disconnect. Mm-hmm. But this TikTok generation, bro, they are oh, fucked. Oh, oh my god. god, I feel and so they... bad for them. You ever noticed, like, when you were in high school, you just got a phone, like, you just got your phone. You're like, this is the best thing ever. Like, mm-hmm. and for years, you was all through high school, you're just always on it doing shit, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, but then when you're doing real life, it's like, I don't need this. You don't need it as much as you did. Yeah, yeah. You gotta wean yourself off of it, though, or else you go insane. Oh, I've... Dude, it... And going back to your point, actually, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, but overstipulation, and, like, with self-help, with anything, like, too much of a good thing is a bad thing. True, yeah. It can be... It can turn sour. Mm Mm-hmm. And I catch myself doing this. I go insane from... All of the info that is getting thrown at me from politics to the individual self. Everyone has an opinion and almost everyone's opinion on it is bullshit. Yeah. And it's one of those like people are just chucking shit at you like it's a, you know, porn star in a big gangbang, you know, it's, (laughs) whoa, it's too much. It's too much. It's like, oh shit. Yeah, but when you're like like 15, 14, you're like, this is awesome. This is, yeah, like, oh, I'm an adult and I've seen mom and dad have one of these. But it's like, when you're 20, you're like, this is too much. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. The information overload, I feel like it does catch up to you. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's where a lot of the problems stem from. It's just too much information. And you got a 13 year old kid at like Albemarle the other day. Mm -hmm. Got caught with a fucking gun in school. Damn. Finna shoot like bruh. Was he just was he gonna shoot someone or was he just carrying it around? Actually there were people at Monticello that carried guns, supposedly. I heard I wouldn't put it past them. I mean there were rednecks, right? Well it's not just rednecks, it's also like gangbangers and shit. Oh shit. Oh I heard dude <laughs> in the hallways, like the kids skipping class, which is you know, usually the kids that were also carrying guns. He was talking about how he had a clip full of hollow points in his bag. With a like nine millimeter or some shit. Kids aren't kids anymore, dude. No, I mean they grow up at like age ten. Exactly. What the fuck is that? I don't know, man. Kid used to just be kids. Man, kids are talking about you know, like like with porn, right? Yeah, and and we we've talked about this a few times, but I didn't even know what porn was until I was in like seventh grade. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. And I didn't even right. know what's, I mean, I knew what sex was, but it, mm-hmm. you know, I was like a stupid little kid. And then now all of a sudden you have all these kids saying like, oh, you know, they have all these expectations of like what it is. And, you know, I hear them like spout off about it. And it still sounds like childish bullshit, but it sounds like a technology backed childish bullshit, definitely. which is art, which is way worse than just childhood. Innocence. Oh, definitely. Because child, you can like imagination is taken out of the equation. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what makes kids kids. Is mm-hmm. our imagination mm-hmm. go crazy? Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna raise my kids, Billy. Like, you don't have a phone ever. Like <laughs> I don't know if it'll be like that, but like I'll su- I will limit that. Mm-hmm. But the dumb thing is, like they're gonna find a way around it for anything like me. Hmm, yeah, that's the problem with having kids is they take after you. <laughs> like uh, that's what all these com- that's what all these parents complain about is yeah. like. Oh, why is like just why like your father? <laughs> it's like, hey, you married him. Yep, yep. It's like, well, shit. 
I don't know. I wouldn't be. I I would be happy if my kid turned out how I did. I can't say the same, but yeah. I mean, I would. I would if I had a kid and I was. I told him. I was like, all right, this is like what your family's like, and this is what you're gonna get. It's like go out and try and do the best you can, but we don't have any expectations <laughs> for you. Just be happy. Like, yeah, that's that's a really good policy. Though. Just be happy. You know, I mean. It's like if you want to like fuck around your late teens, early twenties, and just try and figure shit out while also having a good time, go for it. I'm not gonna judge you. You can't judge on what you did. You've done <laughs> exactly you know, like, like, you know, if I like if I ever have a son, and you know, like I don't know. For instance, like I'm just gonna put myself in the shoes of dad and me as my own kid. But if like let's say okay, my son gets into like Uber Eats. And he's out. He's like, oh, I need to make some money. Oh, back in my day, this is what I did and it's still going on. And then I tell him to do that and he says like, oh, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And, you know, he's like, oh, I'm going to go out at like a certain time and then do his thing, do my thing. And then like, let's say, I don't know, I leave and then come back and I see him out on the back porch smoking a joint. It's like, all right. Like it's one of those, it's it's one of those things where it's like, I turned out okay. Like yeah. I'm not gonna criticize. Like I understand. Like it's now you not turned a... out good, man. Like I've, I'm trying, <laughs> dude. I mean, but that's the thing. It's always it's a process. Like it is. It is know? always a process. And yeah. I think, you know, like having a and and this actually goes into another point I wanted to make yeah. about with parenting and with kids understanding their children is I feel like they would understand their children a lot better if, if the parents themselves looked more into themselves and weren't afraid to look Definitely. into the mirror. Definitely. Definitely. Because there's a lot, and even talking to my dad, I will not going to expose him on here. Not that there's anything to expose. It, it's his business. I'm not going to. Yeah, don't yeah, bring but, out the dirty but, laundry. But talking to my dad about you know what he did when he was younger, when he was my age. Okay, maybe the interests are a little bit different, but we're pretty much the same person. And 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 you know, and he told me like, yeah, like we're young people go through this you know and granted there are issues with how he goes about doing that i'm not gonna get into my daddy issues right now though so whole another <laughs> episode and um but it's it, noticing and being aware of parenting and seeing how that is with different people i think if the empathy and understanding was there then we would be so much better off i think the anger too because if you if you if you tell your kid, hey, I won't be mad at you if you tell me, mm-hmm. and then they tell you, and then you get mad, you're conditioning them to lie to you. Exactly. You it did makes that them, to me. It makes them fearful. Exactly. It instills it don't, fear. Like, don't instill fear in your kid. Be like, hey, come talk to me about whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, just be honest. Did you do these things? Because nine times out of ten, it's not a big deal. Like, they're 15. They had sex for the first time. It's like... Yeah. And that's, that's actually like, a thing, okay. too. And I will never do this. I will never shame them for having sex mm-hmm. because that I, it's never happened with me. I was very fortunate where my yeah. parents told me like, if you ever have any concerns or questions, mm-hmm. just come to me. Yep. And I did every once in a while. Yeah, I'd talk sure. to him about it, but making sex a taboo thing. It's what creates pedophiles. True. And it's because they can't deal with their past. Exactly. And they That's can't deal with it. It's like, yeah. And they feel all this shame. Yeah, that, and, mm-hmm. you know, I saw, I saw a thing on Instagram 
where you know how you see construction workers where if they're hammering in a nail and they hit their hand and they yell you fucking idiot like they scream like you fucking idiot that's not them that's not them that's their dad saying you're a fucking idiot yeah that's their parents yeah that's your parents it's also like if you're out with a with a chick and you're at a party or whatever and she like doesn't want to it's like a dress-up party and she doesn't dress up and she just kind of like wears some very conservative clothing that's not her that's her parents dude yeah that's that's, that's the parents. you know be your own Where she's like i'm not comfortable with you wearing assless chaps it's like that's fuck your, off like, <laughs> that's your parents bro yeah. Yeah. yeah if you can't deal with me in sexy chaps then we don't have a future that's true it's that's like, gonna be my I'm standard them that's things. gonna be <laughs> so if we <laughs> <laughs> if, we, if we go to Boylan tonight <laughs> and I start talking to a chick, I'm going to say, before this goes any further, do you accept assless chaps on a man? <laughs> if they say yes, I'll be like, okay, we're off to the yep, races. We're off to the race. And if they're like, no, that's weird. And I'm like, all right, get the fuck out. Yeah, that, And Venmo oh. me for that $10 drink I just bought you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, my God. That's crazy. It's crazy. People are crazy. Like... Yeah. That's the thesis of life is people are just batshit crazy. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But I like with kids and stuff, like I will raise my kids to I'll be like, Y'all just come talk to me. Like and I'll mm-hmm. I'll be genuine. I'll be like, Your mother might be mad, but I'm not. Hey, this is dad. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, you're talking to your dad here, and I did some I did some shit back in the day. You know? <laughs> it's like let me call up some friends and they'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta, but you gotta, you gotta be careful of curating this father-son relationship because it's gotta be like, not too friend, not too friend, but not too much overbearing, like dad. Yeah, not being, and that's where I would fuck up because I would just make him a friend. We're like, oh, you're 15, you want to do a shot of whiskey with me, like, and then. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that parenting style would work for me where I would just, I would discipline them. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you're your own person. I'll be there for you when you fuck up, but mm-hmm. don't fuck up too much. Yeah. Like, what would you, and this raises a good question. What would you say to your son? <laughs> oh, God. This is, this is so fucked up. But if you had to pick, if, if your son got either a call from, heaven forbid, like, jail or you just get like a random ass like random number right and it's like a business or whatever it's a place and you find out that your son got caught like fucking in public or drinking or smoking or just being a degenerate out in public what would your response to that be i'd be like man i fucked up as a father (laughs) that's what i'd be like i fucked up dude this is on me man oh i should have been there (laughs) like i would start going through the motions of i fucked up like Like, you're in the car like where did i go wrong oh god no i pick his ass up i'd be like just tell me what happened man and he would tell me and i'd be like I'm like you're a fucking idiot, but I can't say anything about it. Like, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, what? <laughs> like, I would just be like, don't tell your mother. Mm. Do not tell your mother. I'll uh, oh, I'll yeah. handle her. <laughs> oh yeah. If, if I was in that situation, man, I would have. I mean, the kids. I hopefully he's self aware enough to feel awkward about it. Oh, I would say like, oh, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, you're you're being stupid, but yeah. like, hey, I get it. When the moment hits you, the moment hits you. Like, yeah, but it's like you can't be 
this degenerate. Like you just you just cannot. It, you got a future, son. Exactly. And my and name's I, attached to it. And and I would tell him. <laughs> I would tell like my kid, either do it to where you can get away with it, or don't do it at all. Yeah, I'd probably be like, don't do it at all. But then again, if you don't, like to your point, if you don't mm. let them at least Experience. experiment with certain with certain things, they're gonna end up not. They're gonna end up either on a bathroom floor dead mm. or with a kid when they're 15 mm-hmm. or there's some, if you don't let people experiment with things mm-hmm. at their, at their will, at their pace, at yeah. their pace, then like you're, they're going to have problems later down the line. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people who didn't smoke, didn't drunk drink when they were young, have problems with it older and they're in their mm-hmm. later in their life because they didn't, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't learn about it. And it's like, you gotta wake up on the floor sometimes after a night. I mean, it's not fun. No, it sucks. But it kicks you in the ass, and you're like, "Oh, this kind of decides what I like and don't like." Because... Or you could be like, "Hey, that wasn't fun. Let's not do that again." Mm-hmm. I mean, you. if if I guess if if my kid's anything like me, he's gonna learn from experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, same here. He's yeah. he's gonna you know come to you on the side of a football field with a half burnt <laughs> cigarette and a pile of. which is totally didn't happen to me but you know if my son goes through that and he tells me about that later in life i'm gonna be like guess what i did back in the 20s about my freshman year sophomore year of college (laughs) which that was that was a really jarring experience because i didn't like pass out i just kind of (laughs) like i I rested my eyes next to a football field and then relieved myself from the front (laughs) and then i just well it wasn't well it was a little spotty but i was just kind of like laying there i'll tell you what though one of the best things to do if you're feeling like really hungover and you're out just in public find a place to lay down on some grass and it's the most peaceful thing in the world Right, uh, where you're just the world may be spinning, but at least you're like grounded to it, and you're like, huh. Well, there's a few parks in Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> or every public park <laughs> in Ireland. Yeah, these Saint Stephen's Green, we're coming there, dude. Uh huh. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's interesting. Like, I feel like you know, dude. Despite what you say, I think you'd be a good dad. If you wanted to be, if I wanted to be, yeah. I, if you wanted to, if you chose to become a father, I mean, dude, you've got a great heart. Like, I don't think you give yourself enough credit. Like, I, know? I try. I just with me, I there's so many factors that go into it. It's not just a oh whether or not I want to have kids. Like, yeah. if it's the right time and it's the right chick, well, then yeah, maybe yeah, it, and sure. it feels right. Yeah, yeah it's just. I don't know. It's it's about the mistakes my forefathers made. It's about mm-hmm. how I can change it going forward. And I also get confused on what I should take away from what my parents have taught me versus what I should do anew. That is a really good point. Because I go back and uh, forth so much yeah. on if whether or not what they told me, what they taught me is actually beneficial or whether or not it hurts me or if I think it's going to hurt me in the moment, but then I realize in the long run I'm going to you know benefit from it and then you know and i'm very very lucky that i didn't get you know any chick pregnant because then i wouldn't be able to figure that out and have time to think you know i would just be kind of winging it and then i would more than likely fuck up and make the mistake of oh i'm just doing my thing and you know i didn't really child support and all of a sudden Mm, yep 
I was reading funny you mentioned that I read an article mm-hmm. in um on Apple News just the other day about you know the things that people mentioned who got divorced that they felt like on their wedding day or when they were getting married you know they felt stress and anxiety mm. when planning the wedding they felt they didn't feel anything at the at the wedding ceremony mm-hmm. their partner showed up half drunk yeah they're um you know they they just he felt like they felt nothing after one of them or both of them was pushing him away at the after party or it was just oh, a really shitty, shitty gig, you know, overall, like they didn't have a good time at their wedding or there's, <sighs> you know, but here's the thing, dude, like they, they didn't have butterflies or anything. And I feel like, honestly, like, and I know we've talked about this before, like people think that when you grow up, the magic dies, it doesn't die. You just have to keep maintaining You've it. You've got to find the magic. Like when I think about, us, like say us traveling or something or me like cutting a lawn for the first time in the season uh-huh. the feeling or like going down a hill pushing 30 or like surfing a gnarly wave or sailing out on the ocean mm-hmm. those things bring me that childlike joy and childlike wonder is something you can never beat it, exactly but it's still it's still there and mm-hmm. you can find that that feeling that you got with your first love you can find that again mm-hmm. you can it, get those butterflies too exactly it's and it's all about the will and mindset of people exactly. because when for instance you know whenever i write or i watch a movie or i play a game for like my childhood you know or doing stuff like that it can be even as small as like playing a game and this is really prevalent for me because i love video games but the just the simple fact of playing through a game that i played through when i was 12 years old and that like childlike wonder and finding just happiness in this for like two hours and just i was good and i was just i realized not to give up childlike wonder and not to let people tell me one way or the other which you know, and this has been a thing through like the chicks I've dated, especially of like, oh, that's childish, or oh, why do you still collect comics? Why do you still play games? Why oh, do you? Man. And it's like, motherfucker, there's adults that build full star Lego Death Stars, and that's awesome. and then that's, awesome. that's awesome. I wish I could do that. Fuck, Legos yeah. are expensive as shit nowadays, Hell so I can't yeah. do it. But like, <laughs> but if you got me like a Lego set for yeah. Christmas, I would be like, I'd be freaking out about that. Exactly, dude. And here's the, here's the interesting part too. Uh-huh. Like when we were growing up, we thought it was cool to like act older and, uh-huh. to, and to not be interested in certain things that we deemed to be below us or like childish or whatever. But then when you reach this point where it's after high school and you're figuring yourself out, you realize that you're just going back to who you were as a kid. Yeah. Like that is so. You just have more money. Yeah, and you can afford to buy that Lego Death Star. <laughs> exactly. But it's so cool. Uh huh. And like, and you find the joy in the things that like you you once did, or you find childlike joy in things that you haven't done yet. Like for me, mm-hmm. sailing mm-hmm. and and doing all that, and I was surfing again, and you know, shredding and everything. Like, mm-hmm. dude, there is childlike joy in all that, and mm-hmm. or cooking a meal and be like, this is so cool. Like yeah. cooking, it's awesome. Or you know, doing something like you would think, man, dad, this is cringy. Why are you doing this? And then you do it, and it's like this is the best thing ever. Garner yeah. appreciation for it. Yeah, and it's like, dude, dude, fucking. And a. then and then when you find a girl, and you're like, hey, you have those butterflies, and it's uh-huh. and, and you're 25, say, and you you had some rough relationships in the past when you find that girl, and and it's like it's like first love, and it's great, and it's all awesome, and then but but it's like a mature love, and then you're like, 
and then you're like, all right, this is the person I want to marry. I honestly feel like marriage counseling is a good thing. Oh, it is. And yeah. people, some people, you hear people say that, oh, marriage counseling is just the foot out the door. No, that shows that you're actually willing to put an effort into your marriage. It's true. And there is, and people, and I think that's why the divorce rate is so high nowadays. And why I think it's probably going to go up with our generation when they start yeah. like really getting married. If they even do. They will. They I they hope, will. I hope they do. They will. It's yeah. just I think we're gonna see much higher divorce because they get the fairy tale. They have the fairy tale mindset where everything is gonna be perfect. Yeah. The moment that we met, this is gonna be the feeling mm-hmm. just all the way. Yeah. They don't wanna experience the fights, mm-hmm. the tension, the hardships that come with just life. Not even just with life. relationships. Yeah. And with life, it factors obviously into relationships. And That's how you know you've got a good one. Exactly. And I actually watched a show on Netflix. It's called F is for Family. Have you heard of this? I've heard about it. It's one of the most realistic, I would say, portrayals of an American family on television. Because, yes, it, and it takes place in the 70s. So there's also that context of like the nuclear family, man needs to provide for his wife, this and that. Mm-hmm. The picturesque, yeah. leave it to beaver kind of scenario. But it also breaks down and it shows that just because you're married, you married the love of your life doesn't mean that life is always going to be easy. Oh, it never will be. And and that's the expectation that people get skewered is mm-hmm. that they aren't. And yeah. And I mean, that life isn't perfect. Yeah, and I mean, just because somebody has like a red flag doesn't mean that you should automatically write them out. I think I've come to, I've come to this conclusion mm-hmm. because everybody's got red flags. Everyone does. Yeah. No one's perfect. Like for example, me, I'm, I'm, I have to, I have to, you know, and part of it, part of this whole like divorce rate thing is people won't share what they need. No communication. Yeah. yeah I mean, not even that, but being oh, that for sure. But mm-hmm. deeper in that is like, okay, how many times do you want to have sex per week? Mm-hmm. being oh, very vulnerable about like hey i need a hug and a kiss when i come in the door yeah i, I had a hard day and they yeah. berated me at work and yeah all i want to do is come home and have people happy to see me and uh-huh. have you come over and hug me and kiss me like people are afraid to to just to just say it's 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 a level of vulnerability that's even more than you know the act of sex or anything it's mm-hmm. like you know, this is your needs and people are afraid to communicate their needs dude mm-hmm. it's like you need you need these things and exactly. and it like if you could do that you there's so many ways that you can avoid find it's all about finding the right person right mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that you can do to avoid ending up with the wrong you gotta don't ignore the warning signs mm-hmm. like when you're feeling stressed and anxious about your wedding dive into that mm-hmm it's tough because you're in it. You're like, this is my relationship. I've put so much on the line for this. And it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's really not. And the fucked up part <laughs> is that it's not even the, it's not even the, sometimes, or I would say like from what I've seen, it's like 50, 50 where they put the pressure on themselves, but it's also the family it is because family, yeah. oh, when it true. comes to planning a wedding, of course, like the bride's mother mm-hmm. and all that, they're going to be like, yeah. Oh, how do you want the flowers arranged? What colors? How many colors? what's how many people are on the guest list (laughs) how many you know and all that and it's like isn't this supposed to be about love and not everyone else like yeah but the thing is like i'm i'm like if when i'm getting married with my wife i'm like 
You handle the colors and the flowers. I don't know shit about mm-hmm. interior design. Nothing. <laughs> I don't know jack shit about how to make a wedding look good. Mm-hmm. I'm just be honest. It's like let's play to our strengths here. Like yeah, it's like what do you what do you like <laughs> instead of yeah, you know? Because for me, like I would like I want to like when my wife when me and my wife eventually get married. That's an oxymoron. <laughs> that's an oxymoron. Yeah. Fuck. When you meet the woman of your dreams and you get married. Yeah. Yes. But when, so, but like when my chick is like, you know, doing her thing, I'm going to tell her like, Hey, I'm just going to show up in a suit and like, I'm going to love you. And that's like, that's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, maybe will I be like, Hey, can I get a Wookiee to be like the ring bearer? Yeah. That'll be like, it. that's all I'll ask for. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'll dress up in that Wookiee costume. I'll bring it, and then <laughs> I'll be, be the best man. Yeah, I'll be the I'll be the best man in the ring, bro. I'll give that shit, and I'll go in the back and change, and be like, late. I'll even make the noise, bro. I'll do everything. I'll I'll like I'll get on my knees and shit. No, uh-huh. dude. <laughs> what do you What do you think about themed weddings? Like that lean those heavy. Are cool. Those are those like are cool. those are yeah, those are neat. Those are like cool. regardless of like yeah. whether it's like rustic farm or Star Wars. Yeah. If you have that much much devotion and like yeah. you're that into it, shit. If the fucking Emperor Palpatine is like marrying you guys, hey, I'm cool. Oh, like, that'd be cool. That's cool. That'd be cool, you know? dude. It's your wedding. Have it your way, dude. I remember. Yeah. I remember my dad told me a story. About how there's this Alice in Wonderland themed wedding. Oh. And there is a... Oh, what's the character's name? The cat? Not the cat. I think it's like... Is there, was there a snake in that one? No, it was... Um, it was... I think it was like... There's like a whale in it or something. Or I might be getting this wrong. This is but going be- where I think it's going. <laughs> <laughs> With how we think, you're probably right. But so my dad, he's working it. And, you know, with each of the characters, he's, you know, working the party, the after party. (laughs) And the bridesmaids and the groomsmaids, they're all dressed up as characters. And (laughs) the bridesmaid, one of the bridesmaids was dressed up as a character called, like, the whale. (laughs) And when they announce her and she comes out... She looks like diet 600 pound life. <laughs> but the funniest thing, and that's the thing, my dad, he had to cover his mouth and like turn his head because he was just, he was laughing. And she, they, and even, and he like looked at his weight staff and they were all just like, it's all about the money. It's all about the money. You know, and they were, and it was in full view of everyone too. So like if, if someone laughed, like you would see it. But that's the thing, though. But the coolest thing was that she was having the time of her fucking life while she was doing it. She didn't give a fuck. She she was like, she she, and she probably went into that like she had to be aware. She She knew, and she she knows like she probably said to herself, "I know what I look like. They're my friends. They're not malicious." Yeah, and that's like that's the that's one of the coolest things, you know, when you complain to that. And but anyway, theme weddings would just be yeah. I think that'd be like funny. I mean, imagine. I'm at, the only type of wedding that I think would be really, really tacky is like a sports-based wedding. <laughs> I can think of a few tacky weddings. <laughs> <laughs> You've been front and center for a couple of those. <laughs> Imagine 
Like, have you ever seen those dudes that get married and they're like, they're like football teams like colors? Oh, come on. Like you see like a New England the Patriots. Wife, the wife already hates it. Oh, it's so stupid. What Where wife we... is like okay with a frat dude? Like be like a, a sorority like a guy who. Someone Imagine getting one. married in your college's colors. I mean, like Georgia Bulldog. I mean, Georgia Bulldogs. Like, yeah. how tacky would that be? That would be tacky as fuck. Actually, like really tacky. That'd be the one yeah. thing where if my wife was like, "Hey, my daddy wants to. He went, We all went to Alabama, so we all got to have a Bama wedding." I'd be Bama. like, "Fuck no! <laughs> <laughs> if you don't let me have a Wookiee my wedding, then we ain't doing hell no. Ain't doing roll tide, bitch. <laughs> I'm already like, getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll say I do, and then we'll go to the divorce lawyer. Yeah. Back. Oh, dude. Oh shit! You hungry, man? What time is it? Five thirty. Uh huh. She. I could always eat. You want to go eat? Yeah, I'm down. I ain't got nothing else going on tonight. It's gonna be raw, rainy tomorrow. I'm gonna stay in. Nice, nice. You want to go eat? Yeah, let's go eat, man. Fuck all right, all right. All right. Thank you for listening. All right, it has been a pleasure as always. All of you. Gorgeous, sexy. We have the sexiest audience mm. in on the podcast Amen. platform on Spotify. You Ooh. guys, whew, nines and tens, all of you. Thank you so so much for watching them or listening. Or no, we don't have an audio vis- or visual aspect anymore. But thank you for <laughs> fuck two I'm, episodes. Two, yeah, for whatever. Anyway, I'm showing my appreciation. Thank you all so so much. It is always a pleasure. Thank you, dude. Y'all are the best. Legit. I couldn't ask for a better audience, y'all. Don't talk back, and I can still smack you. So, it's a good time. But um, all jokes aside, seriously, thank y'all. And we're taking you on this journey of our life. This is the journey of our life. This is the story of our life. Where we're at, where we've been, where we're going to. You know, so... We're chronicling the the musings of men. <laughs> this is it, dude. I want to listen back to this when we're 100 years old and be like, Have some good times. Good times, Harry. Good times, Anyway, thank y'all for listening so much. Y'all have a good day now. Peace in the Middle East. Yep. <laughs>